count on cash on me. Alright. That's corny. That's a no no. This is a podcast where our topics are determined by the conversation in the barbershop on Saturday. That's right. If you talked about it in the shop on Saturday, we're gonna talk about it today on our podcast. Hello, my name is J-Rod and I am your host. I am in Out the Way Studio in Indianapolis, Indiana, also known as Naptown. And I am joined with my co-host, KC. Thank you, J-Rod. It is a pleasure to co-host Barbershop.talk podcast here in Out the Way Studio. I look forward to presenting topics we discuss in the shop, as well as the manner in which we discuss them. This would include the gamut from analytical to anecdotal, from critique to humor and fun, all in an attempt to present to the audience the real flavor of barbershop talk. Then we get the sex. Ah, bad bitch. Money count on. Cash on me. Shotty blew my phone. That's corny. That's a no no. I'm trying to hustle. That white. All right. Hey, it's another time to do barbershop.talk. But you know something, Casey? I happened to bump into our sponsor, King Cat, before our podcast tonight, and he has some information that he wanted to tell us. What is that? Well, he was talking about that the um, that he wanted to hear more of his new cuts, his new song, and he really thinks this one's going to be a hit, so he asked us to play this for him. So, I'm always down for more, more King Cat. Yeah, you and I both. You and I both. All right, so let's just go ahead and listen to this tune. Uh, Let's hear all about it. Humble phases, quick to fall in love. You just as quick to say you hate me. I know I'm far from perfect. Picture perfect is you staying. Even with you gone in my heart, I ain't complaining though. I have my fair share of women, but you my favorite though. I know I love you first, but I ain't say it though. I promise to myself that I keep a player though. Yeah, for all my exes, I'm so sorry I'm gone. I'm so sorry that I had to do this shit all alone. They blocked me. So I had to put the shit in the song. Maybe she right, yeah, I'm dead wrong. Right back like I never left. And she right back like she never left. Box of roses, money, and some Cheetos. One good girl, or a million free codes. But... Hey, I oh, I like that. Yeah, I did too. I kind of like that. I like that a lot. It's got the old school music flavor, but it's updated, you know, with the freshness they got today. Yeah, I had to admit, I was kind of rocking with that a little bit. Yeah. I, I didn't know if I was loving it because of the old tune or I was loving it because of the new lyrics. I was loving it because of both. Okay. And then I also love something else about it. I'm like, okay, that's my kind of girl. He's going to get her some Cheetos. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah. I don't think the temptation's gonna be getting <laughs> out of Cheetos. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know when I was talking to King Cap today, I don't know. He seemed like he was a little. I don't know if he was excited or he was disappointed or he was had anxiety. I don't know, but I think it had something to do with uh, him not getting the invite to the Academy Awards. What? Yeah, I think you so. You know, I noticed that. How how are you gonna exclude King Cap? I don't know, but he's lucky he didn't go because he might have got slapped. Hey, there was some slapping going on. <laughs> it was there some was slapping slap going on. We got to talk about that, Jay Rod. <laughs> we got to talk about the slapping slap. going on. All right, hold tight, hold tight. Let's 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 let let's let's let's, 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 let's hear about what everybody's talking about the slap. Will Smith slapped Chris Rock at the 2022 Oscars for making a joke about Jada Pinkett's hair. Viewers were shocked by the heated exchange that took place 
after Chris came out to present the award for Best Documentary. Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see it. All right? <laughs> <laughs> that, was a, that was a nice one. Okay. I'm out here. Uh-oh. Richard. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Now, wait a minute. Now, ho, ho, ho. Ho, there. Will Smith sitting in the front row got up from his seat, walked down the stage toward Chris Rock, drew back from Mississippi, went all the way back to <laughs> wherever the Academy Awards was being held at, and slapped Chris Rock. He slapped him. What did it sound like? What did it sound like? What do you... Yeah, he, he slapped him. <laughs> yeah, he slapped him pretty good. But you know something? I I, I don't know, Casey. Uh-huh. It, it looked kind of fake to me. You mean like stage? Yeah, I think it was stage. I really do. Uh, look. Okay, so there's two lines of thought that's going on. All right. All right. So one of them is, uh, is it stage? All right. Mm-hmm. And I heard some people suggest that it looked like Chris Rock was leaning in, you know, before the slap, like you get prepared for. I don't know that that's true. I just heard some people saying. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Well, uh, okay, I think it's publicity. Here's for a couple of reasons, because you know, because we have the the clip right in front of us. And here's a couple of things I noticed from the clip. Mm-hmm. One is that it's amazing how Will Smith is sitting in the front row, just so happens sitting in the front row, not in the middle, not in the back where he had to cross people, right up by the stage where it's convenient for him to walk on the stage toward Chris Rock. That's number one. Number two. Chris Rock had his hands behind his back as Will Smith was approaching him. Now, I didn't get to see Will Smith's face, but if I seen a big, mad black man walking to me with an expression on my face, my hands wouldn't be behind my back. That's for that's for. And then it looks like to me that he didn't make contact. I, I just don't think he made contact. And then I don't think that Chris Rock defended himself like a reasonable person. Normally a reasonable person would raise their hand after they've been attacked to try to protect themselves and Chris Rock's hands remain behind his back even after he was struck. So, you know, based on my view, it looked like publicity. Okay. Now we're going to do point counterpoint. So, <laughs> hey, cut it out, J-Rock. <laughs> okay. So your uh, your first point was that uh, he was having to be sitting in the front row. Well, he was nominated uh, uh, for best male actor, so that's not unusual because the people that are nominated uh, for the leading uh, leading role do have the the prime seat. Okay. Uh, all right. Yeah. Okay. You have prime seats. All right. All right. Just and so then, happened. Yeah, but I mean, he was nominated. And he won, in fact, for best male actor. Well, he should have won for the best punch. <laughs> that, that's next year's option. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead. Um, and then secondly, you know, you said he was approaching him and he, he was obviously upset. Now, I'm going to say this. Will Smith was laughing when he made the joke. All mm-hmm. right. Yeah. He was laughing when he made the joke. I don't know if Jada gave him a look and then he changed his tune. But when he said the joke, Will Smith was laughing. 
And then maybe you look to the side. Uh-oh. You know, <laughs> yeah. I got to figure out what I got to do so it ain't going to be a long night. <laughs> I got to go home with her. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm with you on that. Okay. So um, if, if it was staged, I, I'm going to say this. They carried it off pretty well. I, I think he really slapped him, though. I, I think there was definitely contact. But I also going to say this. To your point about it being staged, Chris Rock is on tour, right? He's got a scheduled tour. Mm-hmm. And his ticket sales have went through the roof since he got slapped. So, you know. <laughs> since, since he got slapped. That's true. <laughs> yes, they have. That's a fact. His ticket sales have gone through the roof after he got slapped. Oh. And that's only been, what, 24 hours? Yeah, yeah, 24 hours. Yeah. Slap me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if you say so. <laughs> hey, cut it out, J-Rock. <laughs> <laughs> you know, now there's there is one thing that they didn't catch on this video, or at least the audio. Yes. Now, now this would lead to the argument that maybe the slap was real, mm-hmm. because listen closely to this to this audio where you're gonna hear the slap, and then listen to what you hear right after the slap. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. He just got them. He slapped him so hard he farted. (laughs) Now we go we gonna listen to that video one more time because I kid you not, it's right after the punch. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's real that's real slap when they knock the knock the fart out of it. Yeah, in fact, I think it was a wet one too. So (laughs) So, yeah, that's not that's not good. Now um J Rod, as you know, I I also work with another entity, and I do a lot of, uh, you know, interviewing uh, with this other entity. And I was actually at the Academy Awards. Uh-oh, go for it. And uh, I was able to uh, uh, to get backstage and interview the parties involved. Oh. Uh, Will Smith. And, and actually, when I walked in, I kind of interrupted because uh, when I was trying to get back there, I was told that Will Smith was going back there to apologize to... Uh, to Chris Rock and I walked in when he talked and apologized. Mm-hmm. And so when I walked in, uh, you know, this is what I heard. Okay. All right. Let's go for it. Yeah, man. Don't you ever talk about, you know, my wife and her bald head and, and talk about you love her and stuff. You know you like short haired women and you know you, you try to hit up on her. And man, you just got me glad you know, we wasn't behind stage at the time because you've been getting this. <laughs> I said, hey, hey, fellas, break it up. Break it up. We've had enough of that. You know? That was a lot of punches in there. <laughs> that was a lot of punches. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. You know that uh, Chris, Chris, Lock, uh, Chris Rock did one of these things where he said, like, uh, uh, no disrespect. And then he got disrespected. <laughs> Man, that is terrible. That is a disgrace. Yeah, now, to be honest with you, I, I and I don't know what Will Smith is going through emotionally, you know, and what she's going through with her battles with the alopecia or whatever, mm-hmm. but it wasn't a horrible joke, and he didn't keep digging at it, and and I felt that Will Smith overreacted. Yeah, yeah. You know, the the very disappointing piece to me is that even though I still think it was staged, uh, but he slapped him so hard, 
when, when Chris Rock tried to apologize for the joke, he sounded like a woman. He, it sounded like it. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what a good slapper do to you, Jay Rod. <laughs> yeah. It'll knock you up a few octaves. <laughs> Apparently so. Apparently so. Well, you know something. This is what this is what I think I'm going to do because I could talk about this all day long, but I just want to make sure that I do not get King Cap upset this time around <laughs> because uh, of the lack of playing his music. Which King Cap, I do want you to listen to our podcast tonight because I want you to hear that tune. Uh, but we're going to go ahead and, and pause here to recognize our sponsor, because uh, I could talk about this slap all day long. And people are. <laughs> you have to be right about that. All right. Hey. It's a party out in my All righty. What we're going to go ahead and do is just pause to recognize our sponsor. Our first sponsor is Out the Way Studio, which is owned by King Pat. Uh, he also have other organizations under his umbrella, and he's very proud of his uh, custom-made apparel, uh, custom T-shirt organization or business. If you have any interest of uh, finding out the catalog or what he can do for you, go ahead and email him at KingCap, K-I-N-G, Cap is with a capital K, A-P, 317 at gmail.com. Oh, that's not it. We also want to recognize our second sponsor, which is 421 Barbershop, where good things happen to your hair. We are located on Michigan Road here in Indianapolis, Indiana. We are also a family-friendly barbershop. So if you'd like to get your cut on, go ahead and see any of our master barbers at 421 Barbershop on Michigan Road. It's a party out in my I've been working hard, it's time to live today. Hey, it's a party out in MIA. Hey. You know some you know some KC. Mm -hmm. Every time I hear this song, I want to go to uh Miami. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go to Miami. Hey, but you know something, I do have to talk about uh, a serious topic that came up in the barbershop. Oh yeah. Yeah, this was kind of kind of serious, kind of caught me back. But let me ask you this question, KC. Mm -hmm. When somebody called you uh, Uncle Tom. Hey, J. Rod. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, I didn't actually call you Uncle Tom. I'm just saying, if somebody called you Uncle Tom, what does that say to you? Yeah, you know, so uh, the perception is that uh, you're a person that will sell out uh, other Black people to advance your cause or standing with white people. Ooh, so it's a negative thing. Very much so. <laughs> Don't mess around, get cut, J-Rod. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> All right, no, no, I'm not calling that. But you know something? Um, that is not the real Uncle Tom. Uh, matter of fact, I'm gonna I'm gonna play you a little clip to give you background of the actual Uncle Tom and how that character was in the book and how it was converted during a time to make it a negative connotation. Okay. But the the intent was not. I'm going to just listen to this background. Who is Uncle Tom? Let's get started. First published on March 20th, 1895, the book Uncle Tom's Cabin by the abolitionist Harriet Beecher Stowe is largely considered to be one of the greatest American novels of all time. 
In fact, an article published by the Boston Morning Post the year that it was released even went so far as to claim that everybody in the country had either read it, was reading it, or was about to read it. According to popular lore, publishers had to keep 17 different printing presses running 24-7 just to keep up with the consumer demand for the book. In the United States alone, Uncle Tom's Cabin sold more than 300,000 copies and went on to be regarded as best-selling novel of the 19th century. But as popular as this book might have been, many Black Americans have actually come to despise its titular character, Uncle Tom. So who exactly is Uncle Tom? In Uncle Tom's Cabin, Uncle Tom was a slave who, despite his circumstances, continued to live by his Christian convictions. Besides exhibiting bravery and an aversion to violence, he was also a good friend to a character known as Little Eva, who was the daughter of his slaveholder. In the end, however, he was whipped to death after he refused to disclose information regarding several runaway slaves. When the book was first published, Uncle Tom was perceived by the American public as a saintly figure who deserved nothing but the highest of praise. Harriet Beecher Stowe herself was lauded for portraying a slave as an actual human with profound thoughts and emotions, which was a depiction that had never been seen before at the time. As the decades passed, though, this perception of Uncle Tom changed. From a hero, many, especially Black Americans, began to see him as spineless, weak, and submissive. Many also criticized the kindness that he displayed towards white slaveholders, which was held to be unwarranted. Because of this, the name Uncle Tom became a derogatory term. To call someone this was to deeply insult them, implying that they weren't loyal to the people of their own race. For instance, the renowned civil rights activist Malcolm X claimed that the character should be perceived as a race traitor, while professional boxer Muhammad Ali taunted his opponents with the term whenever they refused to refer to him by his Muslim name. It's rather ironic to consider how the name Uncle Tom has evolved given how Uncle Tom's Cabin was written as an anti-slavery novel. Even more ironic is the fact that the character was actually based on a real-life slave named Josiah Henson, who hailed from Maryland and used the Underground Railroad to gain his freedom. Harriet Beecher Stowe came to know about Josiah Henson after reading narratives from other slaves who had also escaped from the Underground Railroad. She then used these accounts to formulate her story's characters. While her protagonist has come to be criticized by many, experts claim that the hate isn't rooted in the author's depiction of him, but rather in how popular media has portrayed him throughout the years. Now, isn't that remarkable? Very much so. That Uncle Tom was a character in the book, an anti-slave book, and the character ended up being a hero uh, built a lot of pride in the African-American uh, community. Mm-hmm. And over the years, it changed to the complete opposite, not because people read the book, it's because when another culture, or Caucasian culture, start putting on the big screen or movie and actually change the character. Yes, change them to a negative character so that we just hate them instead of... Uh... Instead of love and, and, and praising him, praising him, yeah, uh, yeah. So he's the guy that sacrificed his own life in the end to save two black slave women uh, who had been sexually abused by their master. Absolutely, you know. So you know, he could have, if he was this notorious character that we think he is, the sellout character. Yeah, 
No way he would have done that. But he right. sacrificed his own life in the end for those two women. They were hiding out, and he was going to make sure that they that they stayed safe and free, and uh, he sacrificed his own life for that cause. Yeah, just the opposite of what the uh, the image or the reputation it has today is where a person actually decided not to reveal where these African-Americans or these slaves were and was beaten to death and knowing that was going to be his punishment or the end game. Right, because this guy was, uh, he was a, a strong Christian. Uh, he helped over a hundred slaves escape the freedom. Uh, you know, and he would never beat a woman. Mm-hmm. You know, he was a, a really, a, really a saint when you consider in the times that he lived and the things he was done. But the white media changed the perception, and they made him uh, in the movies. They made him less intelligent because mm-hmm. he was very intelligent. They made him less intelligent. Uh, they used the older, had him look mean, and had him willing to do uh, any despicable thing uh, against the, against black people to gain favor with the white master, which was just totally false. And you know they want to change the narrative so that uh, you know we didn't have a black hero. But, you know, you said that they wanted to change the narrative, and I have to say, based on the perception, uh, even when they brought up the example of uh, uh, Malcolm X and Muhammad Ali, uh, they were very successful in doing that. Oh, they were. But it also tells me, Casey, Mm -hmm. is that that's why it's critical that African Americans have to read. Yes. If they would have read the book, they would have said, this is not the character that's being portrayed on the screen. And, and, and in fact, it's just the opposite and stand up uh, and refuse for a narrative to be changed yes. to meet the perception of another culture. Right. And you, you're spot on, J-Rod. Um, we don't know because we don't read. Mm-hmm. And we allow other people to tell us what's in those pages. Oh, wow. And we got to stop that. I think you're absolutely right. You know, it, it's reminding me of what my grandfather used to say now my grandfather was from mississippi and he said if you want to hide something from a black man hide it in the book and <laughs> that's pretty that's pretty, it's pretty sad that it's prophetic and and you're it's absolutely true. right and so it's going to be my personal mission to start buying more uh to start reading more of these books and to start encouraging other people uh to read these books so that you know for yourself what's really going on yep. and not what somebody else is telling you yeah, I, I agree with that so, so much, because if they're successful with this book, are they successful in talking about the conflict with Ukraine? Because we're only seeing the narrative that the United States want us to see. You know, the United States saying that uh, Russia may not have been very successful in their attacks. Their soldiers may have been, may have been uh, unprepared. Now, I know from this history what Uncle Tom Cabin is that I'm not going to allow this country to make the narrative for me. I am going to read and educate myself and make my own call. That is what I want to do. You know something? Here's some other stuff that I have on uh, Uncle Uncle Tom. And this is what Uncle Tom was all about. Uncle Tom was a man who refused to beat black women. Uncle Tom was a man who refused to tell on other slaves. Uncle Tom was a man who would put cotton in other slaves' bag at night so they wouldn't get beaten in the morning. Uncle Tom was a man who 
helped a hundred slaves get free long before the Underground Railroad. Uncle Tom was a man that once free established and established once he was a free slave, once he was a free free from slave, he established the first labor school for other fugitive slaves. His name, Hanson, was an author, was a minister, born into slavery, and escaped to Upper Canada in 1830. Stop calling these sellout Uncle Tom. That's a compliment. It's Sambo that was a sellout who wouldn't do anything for his slave master approval without his slave master approval. So again, Sambo was a sellout. Mm-hmm. Uncle Tom was the hero. Right. So get it right and, and educate yourself. And if you don't believe it, buy the book. Uncle Tom's Cabin. By Harriet Beecher Stowe. Absolutely. Like you said, Casey, if you don't believe it, read the book. Yeah. Get it at the library. Get it online. In other words, if nothing else, please do not allow someone else to set your narrative. Yes. Absolutely. Now, saying that, Let's set the narrative back with the slap. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I still say, I still say that he slapped the fart out of him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I still, I still think that now, again, the narrative on that slap is because I'm looking at it and this is my own personal opinion. You can do your own homework and make your own decision if this was staged or not. Uh, I personally don't feel it was staged. Uh, because there's no way in it that Will Smith could have figured this would be a good look for him. And uh, if it was staged, you do it at the moment to make people think it's real, but then you acknowledge and let them know that it was staged. And that was not the case. Uh, so I, I do not think it was staged. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, in fact, I, I, Will Smith went out of character by hollering out at Cletus uh, when he was at his seat uh, at Chris Rock. So I don't know. I, I, that's all I know is when, if you look at the video, when he slapped Chris Rock and turned around, he was smiling. And also, I still cannot understand why somebody is under attack, Chris Rock, under attack, and he still have his hands behind his back. I think he, he never anticipated that this was going to happen. And as soon as he got slapped, uh, Will Smith uh, turned away. As soon as he slapped him, he turned away. Now, you, a, a lot of people say, well, yeah, but look at uh, how Chris Rock responded. He just went on with the show, all professional and everything. Maybe he slapped some sense into him. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. So you tell me, was Chris Rock being an Uncle Tom or a Sambo? No, neither, neither one. Neither one. But uh, uh, I am glad that it, it was legit, that it didn't escalate anything Oh, yeah, let that play. Oh, we're great play. Oh, uh, King Cap just cut you short on that, but you was great to say something. Go ahead and finish that up. What you was great to say. I was gonna say, I'm I'm glad that it it was real, and I do believe it was real, that it didn't escalate to something worse than that, you know, following that slap right there at that moment. Right? The only thing that escalated was the 
was a ticket sales. Side of the arguing, all the hollering in the back and forth. That's gonna drive you crazy. Think about love and come with phases. Quick to fall in love, you just as quick to say you hate me. I know I'm far from perfect, picture perfect is you staying. Even with you gone, in my heart I ain't complaining though. I have my fair share of women, but you my favorite though. I know I love you first, but I ain't say it though. I promise to myself that I keep a player though. Yeah, for all my exes, I'm so sorry I'm gone. I'm so sorry that I had to do this shit all alone. They blocked me, so I had to put this shit in the song. Maybe she right, yeah, I'm dead wrong. Right back like I never left. And she right back like she never left. Box of roses, money, and some Cheetos. One good girl. <laughs> the Cheetos kill me. <laughs> Was they flaming hot Cheetos? <laughs> I don't know. That's that's the woman I need. I can just get Cheetos and we good. <laughs> man, that just killed me. <laughs> Talk about Cheetos. Oh, that's smooth, man. I dig that. Man, King Cap got another. God, no. Yeah, he got another. That is for certain. And, and by the way, I think last last week we said that he came into the uh uh the barber shop and and handed out some merchandise. And I do have to say his merchandise is very very uh or I should say it's good quality. But with that being said, Casey, uh. First of all, I'm going to go ahead and close out, but I do have to say um, thank you, listeners. Thank you for listening to Barbershop.talk. Uh, if it wasn't for you, we would not be here. Uh, the last word I'd like to tell you is that not only that we thank you for listening, we also thank you, thank you for educating yourself. All right, Casey. Thank you, Jay Ryan. Go ahead. Oh, he's he, yeah. he, they got you all emotional. They, they got, got Casey hey, emotional. Got hand up. Don't, don't slap me no more, J. Ryan. <laughs> oh, they, they got right. Casey all emotional. Well, thank you for listening to Barbershop.talk podcast. Uh, be safe, be loved, and we say go, go mob. mob. All righty then.